Hello and welcome to Video Game UK's extra special podcast about The Last of Us. If you've not finished The Last of Us yet, then turn away right now. Just turn your ears right around and yeah. walk them out that door. Just watch this on mute if it's on YouTube. Or watch it on mute. There'll, I promise there'll be no spoilers in the static in JPEG <laughs> picture. <laughs> I don't, Maybe I mean, you could just Maybe go we'll watch something else. To be honest, if you <laughs> just come back when you've played it. This, this, this is going to be spoiler crazy. There are yeah. more Some spoilers here than a Max Power car show. Whoa, that's yeah, good. that's good, yeah, that's mate. Good. I like that's that. Good. You've been saving the shiny for a while. No, no, no. That's fresh gamble. Yeah, I don't they know just, what to say now. He just, they just whaps them I'll out. Blow my load on the spoiler thing. Anyway, well, so, so also we should just note that a couple people asking me this morning, oh, does this mean there's not going to be a normal podcast this week? No. So we're, we're still doing a normal podcast tomorrow. So if you see this coming up and you're like, what? But I can't listen to this podcast. This is, this a special is an outrage. One. This yeah. is a special. Um, obviously, we wanted to make sure that enough of us have played it and had a bit of time to think about the ending and think about the whole story. And give you time to finish it as well. That's true. We don't want everyone seeing a spoiler cast and going, oh, it's too early. Because it's not a sort yet, of game. So. It's not a very long game, but it's not a sort of game you want to rush either. And actually, no. it took me longer to complete than I thought it would for that reason. Is I kept being... 15 hours, I think, is around about the, the time. 17, it took yeah. me. Yeah. 17. Well, 15 to 18 seems to be 12 and a half. I, I think. think I was probably about 12 or 13. I looked um, blitzed it. Blitzed it. But I was taking my time. I was looking at things with torches. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's just kick it off. I mean, overall, what do you think? I love it. I think I, the more I think about it, maybe it's not the best game of this generation. It's definitely up there. It'd definitely be a contender, but it's definitely the one that probably had the biggest impact on me. And I think that's just because of the way it deals with everything. Like, it never, ever, ever does the entertainment thing of you know it never says i'm going to try and make you happy it says we've come up with a world we've come up with characters and we've decided what they're like and therefore we'll see that through to its natural conclusion which in this sense is just sadness really sadness and you know a harrowing nature throughout and just like yeah there's not much hope left in this world and everyone's a bit of a dick it's not all sadness it's pretty it's, much all it's sadness. sadness in the grand pit like the big picture yeah but in terms of joel and his immediate family He's kind of happier at that point than he had been in a while, I think, because yeah, but his happiness is at the expense of the entire human race. Yeah, no, but he's that's he's, a bit. He's he's like this is all about him at this point, rather than like saving everyone. Well, do we need to explain what we're actually talking about? Well, I there think might if be people, people listen, if people might... don't know what we're talking about by now, then they probably shouldn't be listening. I guess there might, <laughs> <laughs> but there might be some people listening who are like, "I'm never going to play The Last of Us," but I'd love to know what's well, going on about well, it. And uh... well, we're, we're, we're talking about the ending, haven't we? We've gone straight yeah. into the ending, which ends on. Well, actually, but... can I just say, go if that's you, please don't listen to this because <laughs> honestly, I got really a bit upset this morning when I realised that a lot of people I know have been saying, "Oh, I haven't got a PlayStation 3, so I'm just going to watch Last of Us play through mm, on YouTube." I've seen a lot of that, yeah, and that seems to be a thing that people do a lot now, actually. People, um, instead yeah, of buying a game, they do, yeah. they'll it's just cheaper, watch somebody yeah. play it because it's cheaper. But actually, this is a huge fault of games as a medium, and it's because of the fact they become so padded out that they have become. A lot of third-person shooters particularly are just, you complete the level, then you get another bit of story. Yeah. And it is just shooting gallery story, shooting gallery story. But The Last of Us does a couple of things in it which need to be experienced firsthand. Totally agree. And it's um, amazing that games are only starting to do this more frequently. Another game that does it really well <laughs> is... Um, the Walking Dead series, which does a lot of stuff which like you can watch somebody playing it on YouTube, but it'll be rubbish. It won't be the same. But people know that with The Walking Dead because it's like, oh, it's decisions. Yeah. So you have to make decisions. But a well-crafted game doesn't need to have decisions to make you feel like that. And obviously, we always go back to this, but The Shadow of the Colossus is the kind of one of the defining games of that. If it put you in the shoes of somebody where you had no decisions you could make... Mm-hmm. But you feeling what it was like to be in those shoes yeah. was the experience. You could watch somebody doing it and you'd be like, oh, that's how you kill that monster. You wouldn't be like, oh, God, I've just killed one of the most beautiful things I've mm. ever seen. Talking of decisions, though, I was expecting to be able to make a decision See, at the end of a... I, well, I did too. I think I've said this a few times now to people that have finished it. I finished the game and I instantly redid the last chapter because I thought you could leave the hospital. Because obviously, you know, in case you, are, you, are, you, know, you want some context, obviously you get to the end of the game... The Fireflies have taken Ellie. She's she hooked up to a machine. They're basically going to extract her brain to find out how the hell she she managed to. Yeah, and I, I love that I hadn't noticed that because there are actually ways you can notice that. Like uh, at one point, there were some X-rays on a wall in the hospital which yeah, showed yeah. like fungal growth in the brain. But I haven't they, clocked. There were some like recordings saying that her brain looked fine and stuff. Yeah. So potentially, I don't know what, what they were going to do to her. It was going to be a big waste of time. Yeah, maybe that's, that's one of the arguments I've read. Is that like. It's bad that he didn't let them do it, but 
they were like a like a thrown together scientific lab. The world had collapsed. What were they actually going to achieve by killing her? True, but it I, could have been a waste of time. Yeah, I gen- But uh, going on the because I I just I took, took it at face value. <laughs> I took it as if they open her up, they will save save the world. Sure. So when I got to the hospital room, I thought because you know obviously you know video games, but who cares? The guy says, don't come any closer. And then he holds that position. And you can leave him in that position for about an hour if you want to. He won't mm-hmm. do anything until you, you approach him. So I thought, maybe I can, I can leave. So again, I redid the last chapter thinking I can just, you know, walk away. But you can't. You know, you can't. This is, you have to save her. You know, you have to kill that guy. You have to, you have to leave. Uh, and going back to your point about, well, whoever said it, about decisions, that's one of the things I loved about it the most. It's like mm. you said, because that is the decision Joel would make. Now, yeah. it almost, it's almost like that irrational thing where they go, oh, you're playing a game. You don't actually have any choice. And I don't think that was Naughty Dog's intent. But I loved that. I was like, this is what Joel, the character who I've been with over 15 hours or whatever, would do. And they've built up that character. So the fact that I can't do anything else, I find fascinating because you're I'm in control of him and I don't want to make that decision, but I have no choice. You say... Only games can do that. You say yeah. that's what he would do. It surprised me that he could kill... <laughs> An innocent as easily oh, as I that. I think so. Oh, no, no, no. They because he's, he's, that throughout. Yeah, like, he's, he's done some bad shit. Oh, no, I know and that. I know. And they're nothing. They, they don't mean they're people, but they're not people he knows. Like, it's a, like, that's the way the world's become. I know, it, yeah. I know it's be- it became a dog eat dog world and, and all that sort of, but you never, you never see him attack someone oh, who isn't armed or who isn't. Oh, yeah. That, that, you, that torture scene in the winter when he basically wants to know where she is. That is just the nonchalance with which he's messing those yeah, guys up. Just, it's like, just like he's done this before. Oh, yeah. and yeah. that, that's just. I mean, it surprised me because as a man who is our hero in inverted, you know, inverted commas, I was like, you can't do that. But he can because that's how he. I mean, I assume that's how he has survived. I tell you what, the genius of that separation section was um, was so clever because it, so many games have done that in the past, but they did it. Uh, for for such fantastic reasons. First of all, when you split up the pair of the characters, it means that you get to see Joel without her, which means you get to see Joel's nature in a more pure sense. Almost, yeah, actually, yeah, you, you see his nastier side immediately because he's not there. Mm. And but also when it showed her, a lot of games will do that when it's like they'll put you in the role of the person you're protecting to hammer home the fragility of that character and be like, oh, look at how weak they are. Oh, it's so yeah. important that you're looking after them. When actually the opposite was true. She's obviously physically weak and um, in fights, you know, if you get caught, you can get killed really easily. Yeah. But in many regards, she's, you know, she can survive. And if anything, that whole section when she's on her own really shows you that in some regards, she has as good a chance of surviving as Joel does on her own. And it makes that ending even more difficult because this whole notion of being like, Oh, but Joel needs to protect her. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know. And actually what you were saying is, I, I completely agree. And I think why The Last of Us will be remembered in many years' time is Shadow Colossus is a game that everyone remembers because it put you in an interesting position and forced you to go through a set of actions that maybe you didn't want to. But it's not something that you could really relate to. It's something that was emotionally powerful. <coughs> yeah, but in but The Last you, of you Us... You don't ever climb up a yeah. hairy beast and stab it in its magic yeah. point. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of me going, kicking a swan to death. It's just, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I promise. <laughs> Um, but The Last of Us like, is so ingrained with real world stuff yeah. that it forces you to go through a situation which is very human and relate to that and, and see it from that person's perspective. And going back to the ending and what we're talking about, this idea, it's almost like the reality of whether or not it could have saved the world or not doesn't matter. It's the fact that she clearly, from just the way she was behaving in the leading up to that, she knew. She knew that this, oh, yeah. that she was probably, this was going to be the end of line for her. Yeah. But that's what she wanted. But then it became. It wasn't about what she, she did. Wanted. I'm not sure she did want it in the end. Well, no, in the I don't end, know, yeah, because she there, because that kind she of. She talked about. There was a sense I think of guilt, she was guilty there? that she she felt guilty that she was alive. Yeah, but I'm not sure she felt that she had to die to save everyone. Oh, I don't I think, think it was. She I thought. I think she was about, prepared for it. When that I think line, she maybe expected she had to, but I'm not sure she wanted to. Okay, that's fair enough. But that line when she said, "You know, when's my turn?" <clears> I think she'd been building up to this for a while. I mean, going back to your point as well, like, I totally agree because I think. That whole conversation at the end, I think, underlines your point about her being a survivor. Because obviously, she survived. Yeah. You know, when her mate got turned, before she met Tess and um, Marlene is the head of the Fireflies. Yeah. You know, before she met Joel, she she she's still alive. You know, her mate. I mean, obviously, technically, she would have been dead, but she had this, uh, you know, immunity to however whatever that may be. But still, the other reasons could have killed her. There's hunters and stuff that didn't. But yeah, just that conversation at the end made me think that. I don't know, it's difficult. I mean, I'm I'm less convinced about this now after chatting about it with other people, but I do think that she had accepted the fact that, you know, this I was thought her fate. The reason it. that tiny conversation at the end was so powerful for me was the fact that it was clear that she'd, 
she had accepted that, that her death would maybe save the world and she yeah. was prepared to do that. And obviously one of the most genius things about the game was the way it did jump through the seasons and it did jump through time is it meant it, it didn't have to do that awkward thing. Video games not good at conversations, right? Yes, and true. it means that after things happen, they always have the thing of sitting down and characters going, oh, are you okay? Can we talk about this? And they have an awkward video game conversation. Then you'll get back to shooting things and it'll be almost like that's resolved it. When it, If you can just go, a month has passed, then it means that you can then skip all of the, the repercussions directly. Yeah, but you know it's happened. But have yeah, the yeah. sense that it's yeah, happened, have exactly. the sense those conversations and have occurred. And they had little discussions about, I think, was it the start of fall? And they were talking about what happened to Henry yeah. and Sam. Is it Sam? The boy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like there were little mentions of like like her talking about it and stuff, but it was no like we're it's, distraught talking about it, sat around a yeah. fire or anything. It it's was, when they turn up at the university as well, when they're on horseback. Absolutely. And you can just tell their relationship has developed because she asks him about his wife. And he's not snapping, yeah. Before he snaps, he just says, can't talk about it. And it's very nice, very kind of quaint. But also, just that whole scene, and this is, I think, The Last of Us does better than any game ever. Nothing happens for like 20 minutes when you're exploring that university. But it's lovely. You're just experiencing it with them. You're letting their relationship grow. And it feels real. It feels real. It feels like this is genuinely something I can see you know, forging, even though it's all predetermined, the it's pacing. all written. Oh, the pacing oh, it's the best is pacing so really good. Ever. Yeah, it's perfect. I love the fact that it doesn't, I love the fact that it goes, these are the fungus dudes. These are the clickers, which is what dudes that have been like infected for a long time. Yeah. And then these guys are bloaters. These are things that have been infected for a long, long time. And then it doesn't go, uh, and here are the scrabblers who can climb up walls. <laughs> <laughs> and here are the here's spitters. A super, super bloater. Here's the yeah. super bloater. And it doesn't do the Gears of War thing of just like increasingly ramping up ridiculous enemies. Yeah. It, and it doesn't do the thing of increasingly ramping up the weapons. I actually think one of the few... Or the battles either. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's the thing is you kind of expect... You have these early encounters against loads of clickers and stuff <clears> in the cities and you kind of think, oh man, this is really hard. Imagine mm. how hard it's going to be later in the game. And it isn't. It's because actually some of the most intense experiences you have with a kind of yeah. zombie-ish things are at start, which makes sense because you're in a really infected area. Yeah. Just, I think by the end, you're more used to what you can and can't do around them. There was a bit where... I can't remember. It was like um, it's very watery. It's near the end, yeah. And there's a load of yeah, clickers and runners and stuff around. And I didn't kill a single one. No, it's the first time the entire game, yeah. really, that I had done anything without killing anyone. And I just snuck through, right, timed it right, and everything got right through through it. And yeah. I felt like it was a much worse situation than anywhere else in the game. And in terms of sheer numbers, because I've been playing it for like twelve hours, or whatever. I knew yeah, you'd that I could sneak yeah, past yeah. them and stuff. And The mechanics sort of thing is, again, this is why, for me, I am going to make a video this week, actually, just discussing this, the, the kind of dissecting this game. Um, a bit like we're doing now, but we'd like some examples and stuff. But <laughs> And in the video, obviously, it's a bit yeah. different. But, um, yeah, the, I think what really sets this apart from Bioshock, and I think you, you, some people will be like, oh, don't compare it to Bioshock, it's different. But, oh, there are similarities. But there are some there. big yeah, similarities definitely. and some big parallels. And I think that... What's interesting about this game is you don't really have to defend its mechanics. Like I think it's it's a very strong game mechanically, and I, I loved the way that the resources worked, and I love the way that you the feeling of like do you want to fight or do you want to sneak through was not a moral choice, and it was not a player style choice. It wasn't like oh do you want to get an achievement for ghosting it? Yeah, or do you yeah. want to be like, it was like a scenario choice? Wasn't it was it? Yeah, yeah. Every circumstance you just look at the scenario, and sometimes you'd be like I've got loads of ammo, screw it. I'm going to take these guys out. Yep. And then, because often it meant if you did that, it meant you could scavenge the area more thoroughly. And it meant if you thought, mm, there might be some resources nearby, screw it, I'm going to wipe them out. It meant that you were making decisions in the same way that Joel would. Yeah, that, and well, that's that was it. incredibly and that, smart. Yeah, that's his highlight throughout, is that they never ever feel like they do something that you wouldn't believe they would do. And that's no. so hard. I mean, let's say it's 15 hours. I mean, some people go a bit less, some people go a bit more. But to do that over that period of game, without ever once going, well, that doesn't really make sense. Which is something that a lot of games have thrown at them when they try and do characterization. It doesn't do it once. No. Joel, mostly because he's just older, obviously we experience his... I do want to talk about the start. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah, in yeah, a sec. yeah. From that point, everything he does then makes sense as long as you keep tying it back to what you know about him. And, you know, Naughty Dog doesn't have credit for that because it's not like... I mean, Nathan Drake was a great character because he was charming and lovely and you just think, oh, I'd love him to be my mate. But he wasn't very... You know, he didn't have much depth to him. It's pretty much blank canvas. Yeah, exactly. It was just, you know... Captain Adventure, isn't it? Exactly. It was awesome. It worked yeah. perfectly for the Uncharted games. But this guy is... Like I said, when I, look, I sit back now, I look at everything he did, and it all makes sense. And if anything, the things you learn about him 
you know, explain him more. Maybe even things you didn't want. Well, no, Joel wouldn't be like that because, you know, I love Joel. I'm in control of him. But actually, yeah. as you get to know well, you... He never feels like a hero, does he? Which is something well, that, that perfect, games yeah. always do. Yeah, exactly. Every exactly. other video game, they try to make you feel like a hero. Well, this is what I mean. And this is why I think that video games are only just getting to the stage where they're feeling brave enough to do this. And this is why, again, Shadow of Cross was amazing because it put you in the boots of a murderer. Like, you played a murderer, Shadow of Colossus. Yeah. And games don't dare to do that. To be like, yeah, you're going to be a character that murders things. And it obviously it gave you the spin of being like... And that was all for the sake of one... For the sake of one person. One person and, it, you know, so you're murdering things for love, <laughs> but you're still, you're a murderer. That's a great moral quandary as well. I use the word quandary, I'm an awful person. But Precisely. It, you know, that's why it's so good. Well, it and makes you think. But also, what's incredible about The Last of Us, and I think this is something I want to go into real detail with, with the video, explaining exactly how they've done it and why, but is the fact that it gives you that thing. And The Walking Dead does this fantastically of giving you shared knowledge with a character, which yeah. means that there's nothing the character knows that you don't know, yeah. and you don't know anything that the character doesn't know. But also using the actual mechanics of the way that the combat and the situations work to make you feel like you're constantly assessing situations from exactly the same way. You're not going, oh, how can I clear this building out in a way to get the most XP? Or how can mm. I unlock this achievement for 20 headshot kills? Because yeah. maybe those, there are trophies for that stuff, but I didn't really ever get a sense of that. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. No, I don't think it. there are. I don't think there are um, trophies. Like. No. So it, it just felt like... David, no. I think there's trophies. <laughs> I, think there, I think there's trophies linked to the upgrade system and things like that, but yeah, there's right, nothing yeah. for like changing Even the, the upgrade stuff. system and the way that the finding stuff in the environments worked, I love the way that there was... Um, it wasn't one straight progression. You didn't get to st- like two thirds of the game realize that you missed a toolbox that let you upgrade the shotgun. The way of making it saying, "Oh, you need three toolboxes, there's four toolboxes." I mean, even if you went through and didn't find all of the yeah, toolboxes, it's always pieces in the, yeah. you'd still be like, you know, that's fine. I can still upgrade my guns quite a bit. Mm. And even it never really felt like you could upgrade much. Really, yeah. well, it's like the medical pack as well, isn't it? What do you need? You need rag and alcohol. Like it's just so. Yeah. It's just. It's just. You know, that's not. It could be material A and material B but the fact that you know they ground it in the real world yeah. just again makes you go okay I get this this is what I would I would do too and obviously there's gamey because it you know it heals him and stuff obviously it wouldn't but that doesn't you know it works within the within the environment they've created and it's super smart the way that the A they only let you carry three of each item yeah. and B the way they have the materials for a Molotov cocktail and a med kit being exactly, exactly. the same because you have to decide you because it means you end up getting cocky you're like well I've already got two med kits screw it I'm going to make some Molotovs and then yeah. you're throwing the Molotovs and then Two minutes later, you're like, I could really do with a med kit now. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. It's also like going th- the start as well. This is something I picked up on, and it's not a big point, but just talking about Joel as a character again. When his daughter, obviously, obviously dies at the end of the, of the prologue, gives him the watch, he never says thank you. Now, that is a weird thing to pick up on. Obviously, you can tell he's appreciative of it, and he makes the joke, and she says, oh, I'm a drug dealer now. But he never, he never, he's obviously, he obviously like, is, is thankful that she's done it, but he never, he never, he never thanks her. And I think that, stems off to the fact that he's already troubled by whatever happened with his wife, which we never find out. Yeah, I was, going, never, I was about to ask. Do we know what happened there? Never find out what happened with she his wife. Never. Maybe she's dead, maybe she left they, him. But yeah. you, you can tell, you know, he's, he's, he's got two jobs on the go. He's got home late. He's very tired. He's very worn down. This is before his daughter's been killed. And he gives him a watch, which is a very nice thing to do. He never says, oh, there's never any emotion from him. I think even, I didn't notice it at the time. It was only when I played the prologue again the other day. I think even there, Naughty Dog are hinting at the fact this guy is not in a good stripe here. Then he loses his daughter. Then the world goes to shit. So I think by the time we join him when he's in test 20 years later, he's just a Well, it's incredible, isn't it? And I think actually that one of the reasons it's so amazingly effective is the 20-year gap. Yeah. Because so many games will do this thing and they'll go, world's gone to shit. You're this guy. Oh my God, my family are dead. Cry, cry, cry. Shoot, shoot, shoot. And then it will literally take you from that point, (laughs) like from the point of a breakdown and it'll be like, or maybe like a week later. But the fact it does that it's like, yeah, you're right. I hadn't caught on to that, but it is clear that he's clearly he's a bit troubled. Up. Yeah, already. And, but it tells you two things, and this is what I love about this game right from the start, is the fact that it tells you two things. One, that he's just undergone some incredible trauma. Yeah. And the fact that his, his daughter's been killed by the army and not even... That's the thing. He got has, killed by the people that are supposed to save you in these kind of situations. You know that, one, he's going to be incredibly angry and incredibly broken emotionally. But also... The fact that 20 years have passed and the world is in the current state. You know two things about Joel right from the start. One, in some regards, he's going to be emotionally broken. But two, he survived for 20 years. And to survive that for 20 years, you're going to be fucking hardcore. And so when it turns out that like people start saying stuff, like when his brother says, 
he's like, you know, I saved you. I helped you survive. And he's like, yeah, at what cost? I had nightmares about that. Yeah. I still have nightmares. You wonder what he was doing in the early days. Yeah. And you get this impression that what happened broke him so badly that he did actually quite quickly become a bit of a monster. And it's taken him 20 years to even vaguely start being normal again. Even at the start of the game, those two guys in the street say, shut up, man. Don't you know who that guy is? That's Joel. Yeah. And the fact that even in Boston, you have a rep. And you don't, you don't really know what a rep for exactly but it's a small world now because there's less people yeah and don't mess with even we were saying actually the tiny detail of the fact that no one has a second names yeah he's second names there aren't that many people yeah exactly. you can just be joel yeah. and people know who you are yeah i just yeah it's just just it's just so well realized that's all i keep saying but that's all i that's all i came away from i was like it's just so much depth to that character and the start especially like oh man i just that broke me i was so in many, tears i was in tears and i never cry i'm like a real man that's a joke um but, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but honestly like so many people have said to me oh, i knew that was going to happen and yeah in hindsight you know what it is obvious it's going to happen because she's never been not mentioned. like that though i didn't but, think it was going to happen like but that. a when i play a game i never assume anything i don't think that far ahead i just experience it i just play the game i think you know but also when it does happen and i kind of had that realization of you know when he throw he jumps down and she goes i thought wait a minute I think I think I think she's dead. Well, and then, but my instant reaction was, no, nah, games don't do that. And the fact that she was, I was like, and his reaction. Then you know the whole cinematic thing with Naughty Dog coming up with The Last of Us. I just thought, brilliant. A lot of what happens is fairly obvious. And you know, I think Steve was saying this the other day. If this was a film, people may come away going, mm, don't know about the story, but it's the way that Naughty Dog does it. And it's the, this, even the scene with Tess when Tess sacrifices herself essentially yeah um i mean that had a, a big impact as well it didn't make me cry but <laughs> just gotta underline this fact you know in a typical game that scene would be oh you go on ahead i'll save you and then you, you know you'd watch her kind of blast away at these guys but it, <laughs> that's so true do you know what i mean it doesn't do anything like that you it, it's the audio design you can hear what goes on you can yeah. hear her death you don't ever see it uh, i love that as well you can watch it can you watch I watched it, it yeah. Uh, what, you can watch it. her being shot? Yeah, you watch it from the balcony. If you just stop at the balcony and look over, you can see it happen. See, I heard... Do you run up? You run upstairs? I ran through. Go. That's right. But it, yeah. And this is actually another thing, which is something that Bioshock Infinite did very badly. And what I love about this is it... Well, Infinite, if it wants you to watch something, it will force you to watch it. But a lot of time it will let important things happen in the background that it wants you to watch, but you're not watching it because it hasn't designed it properly. Whereas in The Last of Us, there, if it wants you to watch it, it's clean cut. It's like... If you need to see it, it's a cutscene. Mm. Otherwise, it just does it. And I like the fact that sometimes characters are having conversations in rooms next door to you. And it, it doesn't do that gameplay thing of somebody's talking to you, but they're like eight rooms away and you just hear your character re- reply. And you're like, what were you replying to there? Like, there's no one here. Yeah. But you can hear other characters talking to each other. And it's almost like if you hear them echoing around, then you can kind of quickly run over and you might be able to hear it, but you might miss it. And if you missed it, you missed it. Also, there's not one single time in the game I heard a character end one person's audio file by starting a new one. Sometimes they talk over each other slightly, but there was never a point where somebody stopped mid-sentence because yeah. somebody else was saying something. Yeah, no, and simple stuff like that. And even the fact that you can press Y to start a little conversation. It's like those little moments in Infinite where Elizabeth was off going, oh, look at this, it's so beautiful. And I'm like rummaging for bins with a pineapple. Mm. Like, I never caught them because I was rummaging through bins for a pineapple. But it is, it just goes, this is a little moment. You don't have to do it, but if you want to do it. The best of those is, is the high five. On the that's nice. Well, that's something that, actually that let them. That's not that was in um, The Walking Dead as well, and I, I think was, that's a I reference to The Walking Dead. But when that happens, literally, when I hope because Ellie puts her hand up after you did that, I literally said to myself, "If this girl dies, I'm never playing video games again." <laughs> that was it for me. I was completely won over in this relationship. I was like, "I'm too. I'm ingrained myself now. This is it." I did expect it. Well, I didn't expect her to die. I expected. Joel to die. Yeah. I thought he had died because at the hospital at the end. Oh, the end of fall. Is when it, it fall? cut back. Well, well, I thought I thought because when you're running out with her, and I got shot the first time, so I took the wrong turn. I yeah. thought that was it. I thought I'd been killed, and they were going to do something to her. But obviously, that was just. Uh, I mean, the very unexpected. end of the game. Sorry. Yeah, the, the end yeah. where you're running you're, through the hospital. I thought he was dead as well. That's the thing is that bit was so powerful because it's literally that's it's, like the beginning. It's aping the beginning, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's with it's his kid again, but this time he won't. It's the same thing again. Yeah. But I, I, I thought, okay, this is going to be like Shakespearean stuff, where it's going to be exactly the same thing's going to happen. Mm. It's going to be a burst of fire, but this time he gets you're going to get shot. Yeah, and she's well. not, but he doesn't even do that. But again, what I find so interesting and tragic about it is it's it's almost like the way I saw the ending anyway was this idea that and you kind of see hints of this all the way through. The reason Joel doesn't want to take her 
is not. I think the reason Joel doesn't want to take her, and maybe this is just something I resonate with, not in the exact same way, but having this thing of he knows he's been damaged by something in the past and he knows that to protect himself from that in the future, mm. he needs to avoid oh, it. I completely agree. Like I did that article, plug on my own stuff, about you know why The Last of Us is so good. You can read it now on videogame.com, obviously. But that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. The reason he tries to pawn her off on his brother isn't because like, he can't be asked. He's like, well, either A, she's going to die and I'm not going to be able to handle that again, or B, I'm going to do what I do eventually up doing, and I can't part with this girl now because I've got a relationship with her and she's yeah. felt the void of my dead daughter. I, yeah. So I, the, 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 the good in him, however much it is, is like, don't do it, Joel, because you'll fuck up the entire, you know, you will ruin all of mankind. Yeah. And he knows that. Well, I think it's more just, I don't, see, I don't even think it's that. I think it's a really selfish thing. I think it's the fact that he knows that, because he says at the end, it took me so many years to, to survive, to get used to learning how to survive. And I think he doesn't mean like, the skill of being able to survive in the wilderness i think he meant that he was so broken by yeah. the death yeah, of his daughter yeah. he needs to find something to it's live not even it. that he's worried about being there when she dies i think it's just like he's not willing to let that relationship happen yeah because he knows if that relationship happens the same thing's going to happen again and at the end it's just this thing of like it's purely selfish he knows that now it's happened and it ha- the point it really happens is when he saves her from the burning restaurant when that happens you know it's too late and he knows it's too late yeah. that relationship has been forged and it's just become for him, it's not even really about her. It's just the fact that he cannot do it because he mm. knows that if the same thing happens again, he'll be broken forever. Yeah. And it's just it's, like... It's the Shawshank But she knows that as well. Like, yeah. No, it is. No one seems to agree with me with this, but it's true. Like when... You have to watch the film. I'm not going to go into the film, but <laughs> when Brooks, who's the old guy, been there, you know, been in the Shawshank for 25 years, gets released and he kills himself because he can't handle the outside world because as Red said, he's been institutionalized. And that way, the way he survives... It's through routine by doing what he knows. It's the same with Joel. The way he survives is by finding some way to survive. So for him, if the world, A, if he loses Ellie, and B, if the world goes back to how it was, he knows that that's it. He's dead. He's dead. Not necessarily literally, but you know, figuratively and sort of inside, he's dead because everything he has to fight, there won't be anything to fight for anymore. So therefore he decides, again, like you say, for completely selfish reasons, I must do this, otherwise my life is over. And I still take the... Um, the avenue that Ellie does believe. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask. The question I don't think is, she believes him. I think, <clears throat> she, I think knows. she knows. She was in a, a gown, ready to have an yeah. operation. I she know. said, "What am I wearing?" I know, but I and think, then, like, I think she knows that. But she's still a little girl, and there's still, there's still, yeah, she's smart. But I think, and again, you can take this about a hundred different ways. I think, but I think for me, the way I came alive with it is, she's still a little girl. She's still very innocent. Like when she has that conversation with Sam about being alone, she's still very scared of it all. And I think that she just. Because she has so much trust in this guy. I think, again, the other argument is completely acceptable and works just as well. But my gut just says, she's like, this guy wouldn't lie to me. Because she's still a kid. She's still innocent to a certain point. And yeah. she thinks, I, he must be telling the truth. Why would he lie to me? I disagree. I reckon it's more a case of like, um, that she, she had resigned, basically because she, it's like when she has that breakdown moment and she says, everyone's always abandoned me or died. Yeah. And the only person who hasn't is you. I think it's almost like because of that, even though he's still going along with her, she's sort of accepted that she's just going to do this because everything's screwed. And even when she asks him, even though he lies to her, I think she just thinks it doesn't matter because actually I think she thinks she, she was happy to go and die for the sake of saving the world. But I think now the realisation that he's lying to her because he, he cares about her and that, he, that just tells her that he is going to look after her and he's not going to leave. And, that's, and she just thinks that's enough and I'm I think in, that's why I'm she says okay because that's what I find I love the fact the last line is the last word is okay because it feels like she's not saying I believe you mm. she's just saying this is okay but I think that you can take that either way oh, I no. think that's deliberately yeah. so as well I mean I think it's the true. best way someone described it to me and I, I obviously can never relate to this properly is they said to them obviously they were dad they said they came away from that game that last line going the theme of this game is when is it alright to lie to your kids interesting interesting way to look at it because that's essentially what he's doing he's made the choice to lie to his child for, for whatever reasons and I think yeah the real the real crutch is he does what is what, and I think because the way that I bet you there's about 700 takes yeah, of that okay yeah, there line there must be because it's said so ambiguously to the point where <laughs> yeah. whatever you believe these characters to be is the way you're going to and I actually bizarrely I think I'm in the minority I think most, most well, people here believe that she doesn't believe him right well, I think I think she knows that yeah, yeah. what he's saying isn't true but she just like I don't, I'm not sure she ever wanted to actually die, but she was going to do it because she felt it was the thing yeah, she yeah, had yeah. to do. And now like she's going to go, like, he's helped her, she's going to help him. Yeah. I think she's smart as well. She's smarter 
emotionally than she lets on. And I think also in my in the way I see it, she knows as well that because of what's happened with his daughter, that it would break him. And I think almost she does it. She goes along with it for him because she knows that if she leaves, he's broken. And I think it's fascinating to not know how broken he was and just have this insinuation of what happened. It's like, um, obviously, it's the game is clearly heavily inspired by Cormac McCarthy's The Road, which is an awesome book actually, and about that, an all right film. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that has some explicit moments, like the bit with the seller. I'm not going to go any further because if you read the book, it's bloody awesome. It's yeah, quite a short yeah, book. But there are also lots of just little insinuations about the darkness in this world. And there are things that just details that make you put the pieces together that make you think, oh, God, this place has gone to hell without ever having to have anything explicit. And I love that he does that with this because, as you say, as David was saying, he's not a hero. He's just a man who survived. In a world, yeah. Who you and, just happen to be telling the story. And of. it's funny how, actually, like the thing he's most afraid of in this world, right from the start, the thing he's most afraid of is letting himself have an attachment with this little girl. Yeah. And that's the only thing he ever really seems scared of throughout the whole game. Yeah. And when it happens, he kind of knows he's fucked. Yeah, I um, totally agree. And just that's why. You know, even when he meets Henry and Sam, sort of halfway through the game, he doesn't give a shit about them. No, Straight away, he's like, "I don't, I don't care. You're, you're a means to an end." So, you, know, you know, the only reason he doesn't kill them, obviously, once they get on the beach, is because Ellie says, "Look, don't kill don't him." Kill him. Which yeah. again is that, that's the only reason I think they exist. It's just to say, "Look, Ellie is in this man's head." I thought that was the weakest point. Actually, I thought they were the worst characters in the game. Oh no, I think Henry they had to Sam. exist. I liked them. They I, had to die. They didn't really add much, though. I didn't think they're just. You knew that they were just going to be cannon fodder. Well, I think eventually. it showed that there were other and, people trying to do the same. Yeah, like there were other people like them. They were they were alive for different reasons, I guess, but they were like another two people. I think it needed that because otherwise you have that syndrome thing that um, Infinite did badly of having like just like oh it's a world full of crazy people. It, it, you needed to have those pockets of people because otherwise the, the idea of these raiders going around trying to find people mm. like wouldn't I, make sense if there weren't actually people out there for them to find. Yeah, I also think as well that even though. I think most people have said, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew the kid was going to turn and I knew the brother would kill himself. And yeah, I, that's one of the things I did kind of telegraph a bit. But it needed that. You know, some things do need to tick certain boxes. And there are other things that Naughty Dog do gameplay-wise which I don't think they need to tick, but we don't need to talk about that now. Uh, and I think the fact that you do get to know them. I did warm to them a little bit. Yeah, I think I the did. point when mm. um, Joel and Sam are separated from Ellie and Henry. So the right way around, playing. yeah. And no, a bit, a bit as well when you're in that underground thing and you have to fight with Sam's a little kid, right? Yeah. You have to fight with him for a bit. So it builds that bond a little bit. And then to see him turn, to see his fear, and it's the, the pace of it all. Naughty Dog kill those motherfuckers off in about <laughs> two minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I've just been with him for the last hour and a half. Like, it's like that is, it's done so quickly. And even though that is standard zombie, I can't use the word zombie, but that kind of. Um, it is you know, a shorthand. It's the same but, thing. You know, meet people, get to know them. One of them becomes a zombie, the other person dies. It had to do it because it just, again, it grounded it in a certain reality and also showed to a certain extent that it's not a safe world. Do you know what I mean? There are people still turning. There are people trying to survive and failing. Which one's the older one? I think Henry's the older one. Yeah, I may be Henry. wrong. I, I was surprised that they killed him off the way that they did. Shot himself in the head. Just that quickly. I thought perhaps they were building that character out to be a stronger character but than he might what, be. But that's why I like it. He, yeah. he was a strong character to be alive, but then this was enough. He couldn't take any yeah, it's, more. It's, like, he was only, he was basically, it felt like he, he was alive for the rest him. of his family. He was yeah, living yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when that was gone, he just thought, fuck and it. Also, mm. without those characters, you wouldn't have that lovely bit when she gives him the doll. Which I loved when she gives yeah. me the action figure, and obviously, just I can't. I'm dead. I'm screwed. But you know, and that conversation they have, like I think you just mentioned a minute ago, is just you know, it's almost the things that the adults are probably thinking but don't say. Yeah. Like when they say Sam says um, something like, "Do you think they're the same people inside?" and they're just trying to get out, but they can't. And that's a really kind of you know poignant message. It's the like, stuff, yeah, but it's the stuff that the adults. Well, maybe talked about at some point, but the people who are surviving don't, don't think about it because you can't. Exactly, they're actually you know discussing what is this disease. Something you know, that if is this actually happens to me. What would happen to me? Something that's amazing about the Last of Us actually, and I think deserves a shitload of credit, is just the way that they have made it. So, like um, the female characters in the game are incredible. Yeah. Like, there's not a single female character in it that I looked at and thought, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. There are no female uh, raiders though, or anything like that. Do you notice that? Um, is that true? I, yeah. There are female clickers and, and infected, obviously, but there's no female... I hadn't um, noticed that. That's a shame, actually. Um, but, but, hmm. but in terms of actually the characters... Yeah, um, yeah that's a side point. That's a different... No, no. <laughs> I wonder why, though. That is yeah. an interesting point. Because I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe people would have responded badly to the whole violence and... Uh, Possibly. Well, maybe that might have been too much. Yeah. Um, but 
I think the way that it, it does have that that kind of kind of screwed up world sense of being like, look, it doesn't matter. It's like anyone who survived this long, it's been 20 years, the world is fucked. Anyone who survived this long is badass. And it's like, mm. it does kind of make sense that the whole system would yeah. go out of the way and it's like, it wouldn't be about gender roles anymore. It would just be like, Oh, yeah. either, either you're tough or oh, you look at Tess do you know what I mean like, yeah. well, Tess, 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 Tess is amazing, is amazing. Tess, I mean Tess is probably you know the strongest person she only dies because she decides to die yeah. do you know what I mean like she's been alive just as long as Joel if anything she, you know, she's clearly the leader of the two exactly and you know she dies because she realises she has to die you know, she doesn't get killed by accident. She never gets bitten. She realizes she got crazy. Did she get bitten? bitten? I thought she was bitten. She was bitten. Yeah. That's why she agreed to just basically. Oh, she, I about that. All right, yeah, shut my mouth. Bitten. She gets bitten. <laughs> Do shit. But um, no, I like the way that it's also it's it's kind of faintly insinuated that um, that her and Joel might have some sort of romantic connection, but it's never like it's never confirmed yeah, or anything. Yeah. I like that the way it doesn't do that whole like uh, she was you know me and Tess. It's we go just, way back. It feels like, and it's the same when you meet your brother and his his partner. It's like, oh man, I love it, me. The, the romantic in it is like it's almost a secondary thing. You can tell that these relationships have been forged through collaboration in almost survival and combat. Mm. And so it's not like, oh Tess. It's just it's kind of hinted because she says, oh after all this, we'll we'll settle down for a little bit. Yeah, I think and, you know the really, and I'm stealing this from somebody on our forum. I apologize because I can't remember who wrote it. But the really interesting about the bit when you meet the brother. Who, by the way, looks like a Baldwin. That's really weird. It's just like Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> he does. Um, now, we know that Stephen Baldwin is used to be in the Fireflies, right? Uh-huh. And he left. Now, yeah. the question is, why did he leave? Because he seems like a pretty, he seems like the most decent person in the whole thing, you know. He's, he's, he's genuinely trying to make the best of a bad situation for lots of people. He settled down, you know. Even from the start, he goes to help his brother and his daughter. He seems like a gen, and he, and he stops to. The only reason they don't pick up that guy during the prologue is because Joel says not to, not him. Mm. He's like a good person. So why would he leave the Fireflies? Well, we don't know. Let's say the Fireflies had successfully extracted this thing from Ellie. They come up with a cure. Would they have used it to cure mankind? Would they have used it to control things? Are the Fireflies actually a good organization? Because they were described as terrorists, right? That's right. We don't actually know what their motives are, and mm. the fact that he left them. And he seems like the best guy of the bunch. Is the one area where I go, maybe the Fireflies aren't everything that the game has has, has said that they are, and maybe it's kind of someone like him who's actually trying to do. But then the ambiguity the work. throughout is just amazing. That bit, because um, I'd really started warming to the guy as well. The bit where you're sitting around the fire with the guy who saved Ellie, well, fought alongside Ellie, mm. and he says, oh, "It's funny because." Loads of our guys have been killed recently. Oh, by yeah, a guy. I was just like, what are we doing? I felt my skin crawling. Do you know that's Nolan North as well? That really? Character. Mm. I didn't know because we. Am I allowed to say this? Ah, oh, screw it. They can tell me. That's not. clever. Because when, does that make you now? feel like? Because Nolan North is such a video game hero. Does that, is that purposefully? But also, so you feel like more. That's genius. But I reckon also as it well. Is. Who who knew? No, I didn't know it was Nolan North. It goes to show you can do voice acting, Nolan North. Maybe you should try not using <laughs> your ordinary voice at the time. But when we got. And Sony, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to piss you off. I just think it's a really interesting point. When we got our sheet about, here's your Last of Us review code, here's the things we'd rather you didn't talk about. One of them was, don't mention who Nolan North is. I was like, I don't know Nolan no, no, North again. <laughs> so I forgot about it. I played through the whole game, finished it, went away, took it all in. And then about 10 minutes went, wait a minute, who the hell was Nolan North? And I looked it up and he was David. And I was like, that's a great performance. But that whole bit, and that character especially where... You know, you're Ellie, you're by yourself, you feed vulnerable, you go deer hunting because you need food. You know, you're taking, oh, fuck me. you don't know if Joel's alive or dead. You the meet this guy. The best bit in the game. <laughs> it was pretty good, wasn't it? It's just but you, you meet this guy who, as, as Ellie, you're instantly wary of because you're like, I don't know who you are. I'm in a really, really horrible world. You're probably going to try and do terrible things but to me. But he seems legit. But he wins you over. Yeah. You do that whole fight when you're in that kind of claustrophobic yeah, and you think he's had so many out. times to fuck you over and, and he doesn't. And just that bit where he says there was a guy running around you think, oh shit, that was Joel. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so well done. And then it just becomes the most disturbing horrible just creepy but also entirely believable it's it, oh yeah it, at no point does it feel like this character has transformed into this evil like oh no i was a baddie all along yeah. it just feels like he's been the same person all along it's just that you didn't 
read it right. Exactly. It's the fact that when he was being kind to her and when he was looking after her, it's because he's a bit of a creep. And it's not even like (laughs) pedo, because he is a sort of a bit pedo-y creepy, but actually in this world, things have probably just got so mental that that sort of thing is just happening again. No, Um, I mean, all of winter. I mean, that fight you do when it's Ellie versus Dave. Because I saw somebody, um, I was chatting to on Twitter, I can't remember what it was, somebody just said, oh, it felt to me like winter was padding, and I cannot disagree more. Say what? Winter felt like really important. The The bit leading up the bit in fall where he gets falls on the spike so good that bit leading all the way through to winter i thought that was the best bit yeah yeah. stunning and you know what this is actually the reason hopefully if you have played the game you'll agree with me on this and you will try and equally stop people from watching it on youtube (laughs) instead of playing it but the bit that whole section fucking hell one of the cleverest bits of narrative game design i've ever seen because what it does is you see him fall on the spike and you think oh fuck because I've seen that happen to people in films and games, and people don't survive that. That's the thing. <laughs> also, because they've already pulled, well, because they haven't pulled they, any punches, yeah. you start thinking, I thought they're going to kill him I off halfway through it. the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You Because you think they would do this. They've yeah. done so much else, they would definitely and do this. And also the fact that at the start of the game, you play as his daughter, yep. you think, oh, fuck, they've done a character switch before. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could do it again. Yep. And then when it comes to winter yeah. and you're playing as Ellie, you think, oh, my God. He's dead. They've yeah, actually done it. I'm playing as Ellie for the rest of the game. And I thought, Where's the story going to go from here? And then, this is what's so amazing, I thought, though, is, so it says winter, and then you're in this forest hunting a deer, and I was so conflicted, because on the one hand, you sort of think, I need to know if Joel's alive or not, but and it's so upsetting that he might be dead, but also, this forest is one of the most beautiful places in the game. The snow is sparkling, and it's incredible. So you have that mixed emotion. And then the fact the first thing you're expected to do is hunt a deer. Now, first of all, that is something that you have to do cautiously, carefully. You can't, I was so bad. You can't it. rush it. Well, obviously, it is a bit scripted, but it gives you the sense Actually, that you're supposed to be taking your time just and quickly, doing it carefully. I was so bad at it. I had a pop-up on screen that said, <laughs> the deer literally went, the deer is this way, you moron. I was like, oh, sorry. You have to follow the... At one point, you follow the blood. Yeah, follow I the blood later I, wasn't, on. I wasn't very good. But anyway, again, keep talking, it's keep the fact that you have just watched somebody who's really important hobbling around with an industry and dying and then you're reminded of it with this parallel of you hunting down a deer and watching it hobble off it's just such a obviously in the game time has passed but to you it hasn't and that's a very clever technique in the way that it's like this is horrible I'm watching something hobble away that I'm killing after I've just watched something so horrible. So you're, it's constantly, it won't let you forget about Joel because that, that deer with arrows in it is a constant reminder yeah. of Joel. And yet, and yet, it, it, it forces you to fucking do this and forces you to go through this slow, protracted process when in your head you're panicked and all you want to do is rush through it so you can find out if Joel's alive yeah. or not. I mean, it's genius. It's, it's actual genius. It's, all, it's like Pulp Fiction kind of storytelling, isn't it? Where you, you kind of jump, you jump back and forth. But I mean, that was, the winter was just incredible because it was this awesome thing of, knowing the danger Ellie was in because you're controlling Ellie mm. and then jumping to her saviour who I think it's maybe the only time in the game where you know more than him because you know where she is yeah. but as you Joel, can't find it you can't find it because you don't know where you're supposed to go because of the so, blizzard yeah exactly so it's just and I mean that bit where you have to both with Ellie when she's trying to leave and Joel when he's trying to find her I mean, I didn't know where the hell I was supposed to go because you no. can't see anything. The Blizzard was genius, actually. I mean, just aesthetically, I love the way that they'd uh, done it really differently. Most of the time, they actually use kind of like like in Call of Duty and stuff when you play Blizzard levels. They just basically limit the distance which you can see. But in this, they'd used really heavy bloom effects. Oh, yeah, you can so see So then anything. everything almost had a glow to the point of it just being like you couldn't fixate on anything. Yeah. It was yeah. really smart. No, I, I, like I say, I think the way that all builds up and how it culminates with um, that fight with you know, uh, Ellie and that bit uh, David, the, actually, which is terrifying. I don't think I played a, I call it a boss fight. I was really scared. I was terrified. A, because he's running around with a flipping knife. It's the final bit, mm. the final bit when he's crawling around and I, I actually, that was, it was terrifying but that was one of the few things in the game that I wasn't 100% sold on because mm. it felt like the last stage of that felt like a boss fight and it yeah, felt like there was did. a way to do it mm-hmm. and when I worked out the way, even the fact the cutscene was set to be in that part of the restaurant, was it the same for you guys? I have did it in the kind of Towards the front of the restaurant, their doors, but on the right. Yeah, exactly where I yeah. did it as well. Yeah. Because like nowhere else seemed to work. Everywhere else, it seemed that he always turned around and knew I was there. But when I did it there, by stepping on the glass and then going behind him, it felt like that was the only part of the restaurant where the blocks you could run around, because obviously it was like Pac-Man in the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were tight enough that you could do it. So it was a clever way of fencing you off into that area. But it was still terrifying. But I didn't like... like it was fucking scary, I'm man. props for that. I felt... I didn't want to make a mistake. I literally thought I don't want him to find me. Because when he found you, did you? I mean, he oh me. man, he 
18 rated game right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not you nice. get murked, yeah. But that, that whole section was just, yeah, especially because at first you feel quite confident because you like stab him a couple of times mm. and then at the end it's just like, oh God, you can't even see where he's coming from. Oh, Absolutely terrifying. I can't believe anyone said winter was padding. I think that's probably the high... I think you need point. winter because I think it's that that way that it, without that feeling of also because the thing is she pretty much apart from the passing out from the smoke fumes she actually looked after herself like that's yeah. what you've got to remember in that section she kills him on her own and yeah. that is important because it means that at the end you can't just be like oh well it's good that Joel saved her because he needs to look after her because actually it's like well no actually it does just for me hammers home that thing of being like Joel's done this for personal reasons. He's done this because he knows if he doesn't, it's going to psychologically break him. Yeah, and he's just basically he is as being as selfish and survival focused as he is when he's smashing someone's skull in. It's just like to him, it's just personal survival. He needs this. Yeah. Um, the padding comments weird because I mean, each what I found really clever was that each uh, season almost felt like a self-contained story. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and. I mean, Naughty Dog could so easily have just gone with it's a similar gameplay style throughout the whole thing, just in a different time of year to yeah. make the environment look different. But the fact that each season actually felt different as well, I thought was very clever. And also, it's like, I wonder how they got there. It's one of the things I'd love to interview these guys like really in depth because, and it's one of the irritating things about uh, what we do a lot of time is the time you get to talk to developers about yeah, their games yeah. is in the run-up to launch when actually the time you, you really want to, want to sit down and talk to them it, yeah. is afterwards and in this case in particular i wonder how if they edited it like a film because at times it felt like you were going through a city i remember the bit where in the start where it's like we need to get to that bridge and the bridge seemed really far away yeah. and you got a bit closer and you looked and you're like it's still really far away and then suddenly it like jumped and it was like oh yeah you're really close to it now yeah and i do wonder i love the way they did like a film of almost being like it kind of feels like it's dragging here now. Let's just take this out. Yeah. And just good. jump you through. Yeah, I liked it. I thought and it actually, really cinematically, well. the jump cuts, like you said right at the start of the game, where it went bump, naughty dog. Yeah. I've got to say, tight. people say, like, yeah, people say, like, oh, games borrowed from Hollywood. But Jesus, like, I watch a lot of films, and the way it was edited, as in, like, the jump cuts between, like, cutscenes, game, logos, the timing is impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's edited like an, yeah. an amazing film. You know they've just tested it so many times just to get it absolutely spot yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And that know. technically must be so hard because the way it jumps between like cutscenes and stuff, it's like down to the beat, the timing is perfect, which means it's not even just a case of going, oh, we've got a loading scene here now. Yeah. They've had to, Somebody has fought for that. There's a, a narrative director who said, I don't care if it, it can't load quickly enough. It needs to load immediately. If you can't do that, we can't... Yeah. That's what you were saying. They they use cutscenes well so that they can do whatever they want in a cutscene because yeah. it's not a game engine, but it's a rendered bit. So they can do like the tight cuts and stuff in that. And yeah, precisely. If they need to do that, they just jump to it. Like, there's a wonderful bit early on where it's like it cuts from Joel being like awake in a day to immediately cuts to him like asleep in the middle of the night. And it yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't do a oh, it's so good doesn't that, do a yeah. crossfade to like later that night, yeah, just does which it. is what video games do. It just cuts it because yeah. in films do that all the time because films don't insult your intelligence. Well, good yeah. films, they just go, <laughs> they just do that, and you immediately go, oh, it's night now. Yeah. It's later today. Yeah, because we understand that that's what happens in the real world. Yeah, it doesn't need to pop asleep. up saying six hours yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't need to know that. We can work it out. Also, I think we need to because I imagine we're getting to the point where we'll wrap things up. We need to put, talk about the bit where you look at the giraffes. Mm. It oh. could be the most beautiful moment in any bit. Don't you laugh at the giraffes, Dave. I, I love almost the giraffe cried bit. during that. I, lo- I thought the animation was a bit off if I'm going to criticise anything. <laughs> but no, I love the giraffe. It was really good. Do you know what I thought? I genuinely worried. I thought, oh no, it's going to be zombie giraffe. I thought it's going <laughs> yeah. to bite Ellie. That's what I thought. I thought, I thought and then she's going to be like, no, <laughs> not the zombie giraffe. It's like the Louis C.K. joke when he talks about sending his daughter to look at a pony and the pony bites her and he feels like the worst dad ever. I literally thought, I wanted to drag her, you don't look at that giraffe, Ellie. You no, I was, um, I was a bit resting actually when it was that thing of going over towards it. I was like, is this going to be a jump scare? <laughs> I was worried, yeah. I'll tell you what, that's another amazing thing for a game that's essentially a zombie game. Not pretty much aren't really any jump scares. No, no, I think there was no one. Stuff. The scariest part in that game, I've mentioned this monkeys. before, but let's do it again. Uh, monkeys. Monkeys, monkeys me they could bite you and they, they could give you a thing. They Especially like when infected, you read a thing about they? that. Yeah, it's like, but these we, monkeys were nice. Oh no, shit, they're all infected. Yeah, that guy was a muppet. Was, He's like, I'm going to let them out of the cages. Oh, yeah. I've got bitten one. Immediately. How could this have happened? I'll tell you what, very quickly, that giraffe bit, 
the first thing I thought of was, uh, yeah. was Jurassic Park. You know oh, when yeah, you meet very the, much Jurassic Park. Just that bit where they're sitting in the tree or whatever they're sitting in. I imagine they probably looked at that scene. It's a But I mean, when you can just sit there and you hit X or Y, whatever it is, and you just sort of sit there and have a conversation, the best thing about it is you don't, it lets you decide when that moment ends. You decide when you walk away. And I think that to me is the, that is the culminating moment where like these, this is the, for lack of a better term, family. I, I spent now, a lot like, of time just watching the giraffes outside. Oh, you I know, did, when she's they walked off, yeah. I watched them until they'd gone completely. Mm, yeah, me just, too. just watching them. Me too. It's one of those things where, yeah, like I so said, you had that. It's almost like when you're in the the forest and the ice and the snow, it's a really beautiful moment. It's like a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, but you can't appreciate it because you're in turmoil. But that's one of those things where you're at that stage in the game, you're in it's an uncomfortable yeah. You're in an uncomfortable position because you can tell. There's this weird air between the two. Something's going to happen. And you kind of think, hmm, it's not a great place. But at the same time, instead of being shattered and unable to focus on something, you're just a bit emotionally unstable. And it means when you see that kind of giraffe thing, it just, it's already opened your heart. And you just go, oh man, it's one of of the few moments where it's like, A, this could just be a father daughter day out to the zoo or something like that. It's very, very based in reality. And also, you know, she has been upset. You've had a chat with her, you've cheered her up. At that point, you don't. It is calm. It is calm. Yeah. Obviously, there is a, a always a horrible ambience in the air, but it is like this is what it would be like. It felt like that was that were... was the bit to me where this is the only bit that's going to be happy. You go yeah. through that yeah, door, yeah. it's going to yeah. turn very well, bad. Yeah, totally. it was like it was. I sort of took it as: is this a goodbye? Is this the yeah. final moment yeah, yeah, yeah. of them no, too. being happy together and uh, yeah, like a send off kind of thing? But. But it's the, to me, the atmosphere in that game is is, is what makes it. Because you go from stuff like that, again, to, I think I've mentioned this before, to the bit where, this was the scariest bit in the game for me, where Joel is in the, um, whatever that building is, and you the get the key card. Oh. Well, you get the key card. Now, I was so Worst scared when I got that bit. I tried that about eight times. I tried it about 20 times going, <laughs> yeah. please don't make me go back in yeah. there. And when I realized I had to, I was so mad because I was like, I don't want to. And as soon as I turned that you generator knew when on. when that generator went on, something's going to happen. I yeah. ran. I, I did. It. I, I legged, legged it. I was like, I do not. And I do not have the balls. I do not have the mental strength. I just have to get out of this room. <laughs> yeah. And I ran. And I just kind of fired my shotgun like a mentalist, anything that came yeah. at me. And when I got through that door, much like he kind of puts his hands on his legs and goes, oh, I kind of went, oh, thank gosh for that. What game does that? I mean, I, I'm where I get far too easily into games. I can suspend my delays far too easily. But to actually feel on edge and like I was in danger, yeah. I can't think of any game. Well, actually, I can tell you what it is. This, in, my, in my regards, one of the many things that's amazing about Last of Us is it's basically the spiritual successor to Resident Evil 4. Well, it's, true, yeah. it's the best Resident Evil <laughs> yeah. game ever made. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so true. It, it's like the reason Resi 4 was amazing, and I'm going to talk about this extensively in my video, is the fact that it did this thing of being like, oh shit, this is really scary, you don't have any ammo, and then being yeah. like, you've got quite a bit of ammo now, and then having something that shits you up so much that it's like, oh, you just shot all your ammo because <laughs> yeah. you were scared, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and now you don't have any ammo again, and having this constant thing of being like, feeling like I'm on top of this, and then feeling like I'm not on top of this, yeah. and keeping the curve going back it's and forth the whole Capcom, way. interesting, because Capcom have obviously gone so much the other way, yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they Actually must be looking game. at this going, oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> No, And I just think as well, that's why it's so good that you don't come across the, I'm going to call them zombies, I'm sorry, mm. uh, infected. It's easy. Yeah. That's why you don't come across, that's why it's it good really you is. don't come across It really is, a lot of people say, oh, they're not zombies, it's semantics, seriously. Mm. Oh yeah, they're it's, the undead, yeah. quote yeah. unquote. But I mean, the fact that these battles, for lack of a better term, are so well spaced out, it means A, you know when you come across one, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog are going to treat it like a big deal. And B, because of the thing you went through last time, which was such a nightmare, instantly your body, mostly through um, you know, muscle memory, for lack of a better word, instantly goes into, oh shit. Yeah. And you're scared it's, straight it's away. So hor- even, even when you die, you know you're going to come back to life. It's so horrible. Yeah. Every yeah. time a clicker gets you, it's horrid. Oh, Every the noise time. of the, the bloaters ripping your skull yeah, open like awful. a pineapple. It's That's like, it. Blah. I mean, the only bit I really don't like in the entire game is the first time you meet a bloater yeah. and they treat you like a boss fight. Yeah. It's the, one of the only times you can't run... There's, there's two occasions where you can't run away from a bloater. One of which is when you're in there and it treats you like a boss fight. And one is when you're Ellie with David in that building you have to kill it. I wasn't a massive fan of the second one, but you just throw Molotovs and it's fine. Mm. But the first one, I just thought, it just didn't need to be that way. It just it, I felt for the first time, I, I, I was sort of broken out of the experience. And I felt, I feel like I'm in a game world yeah. now. And that sucks. It's not that big a deal. I know it's what you mean. It's such a blip on a, on a beautiful radar. But, you know, it's just, that's when, it, that is not what I needed. Because I didn't feel scared. I just felt stressed. And not in a good way. And then when you kind of juxtapose that with bits like the key card, where I just feel 
it's so immersed that I can't actually believe I'm playing a video yeah. game. And I'm like, so you don't need to do the conventional things to, to, to win me over. I love the way that it's just so consistently dangerous, though. Just like yeah. the, the way that you get better guns and you can upgrade them, but it yeah. never really makes the scenarios easier. I Actually, towards the end of the game, I was like, I've got loads of ammo, but it's not actually... And you never get like doesn't the make a super difference. shotgun that can no. shoot like super powerful yeah. bullets or anything. No, and it also it's just the fact that it's, you're so fragile. It's mm. like even though you're tough, it's like you get flanked yeah, really being. quickly. Yeah. When they flank you, they're really good at that. And I love the way that most of the fights, even when you are deciding I'm going to fight, it's that thing of you take a few shots and then you run away, you change your position mm. so they don't know where you are. Yeah. Especially in the, that final section where mm. it's like a gunfight. Yeah. That's when you, you realise you become a, a survivor because you can do this, you can outwit these guys. Yeah. Uh, but even, as you say, like even when you get good at sneaking past all the, the, the baddies, like the undeady dudes, like it can go so badly so yeah, quickly. Yeah. And the amount of fights where I went in with a real plan mm. and ended up just hacking my way through with an yeah. axe and throwing a Molotov and Especially just Especially during the, uh, the hospital bit at the end. My gosh, my plans went to hell. <laughs> oh, I had this whole plan. I thought, I'm going to sneak. And I, just, and I wound up, I think, machine gunning most of them to death. And I was like, this has not gone well at all. And that bit at the end where it's the double doors, you know Ellie's through those doors and you've got about 12 guards in your way. If anyone has stealthed past that, let me know. I got to the very end of that corridor and there's three people by the door and I'm like, do you have to shoot the do? surgeon? I don't know. Because oh, I, I just fucking shot him. Bits, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't thought, know this. Do I, you... thought, I, I thought about it for a second and I thought, no, just shoot him. I don't, couldn't, because I thought these guys aren't going to do anything but I thought, what if they do? Yeah. I, I just up, shot what basically I went, I was in Joel's head and yeah. I literally walked through the door, just blasted him you onto know, the chest. The first one is holding a scalpel at you. Yeah. If you go up to him, you get a trigger point and you can push triangle and he takes the scalpel and he plunges it into his face. Really? <laughs> yeah, what? You see, that would have annoyed me because I would have been doing that as being like, all right, mate, don't do anything. No, nah, he goes up to him because that was the second time when I went back, the triangle, and I was like, oh, maybe this means he's going to, genuinely how stupid I am. Maybe this means he's going to shake his hand and go, <laughs> you do what you've got to do. Instead, he's an animal crossing, mate. Yeah, He grabbed a scalpel and he stabs it in his hand because he did that. You know what I did? I shot the other two as well. I was like, oh, fine, we're going all out with this. I left one, they of, all one died. of them I left. The one that on the floor at the, at the back. Yeah. I think she was carrying down. Oh, no, she got shot on the I, d- I didn't I shoot her because I thought she's not doing anything. I just shot one of them. I shot the one with the scalpel because I thought you might be at risk. And I shot him yeah. with that pistol with the scope on it. So it was quite excessive <laughs> force for right through the chest, right through the heart. And oh, then the other so one, good. the other two cowered in the morning and said, Oh my God, you're a monster. And I thought, Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. And that's fine. Because, Did you, you know, get out? Because I somehow magically managed to get out on my first, you know, when you've got on your arms and yeah. you're running away. I somehow managed to get out first time. I did. Mm. Yeah. I just I guessed. I, didn't. And I, I was... think it's fairly obvious when I played it second time, it is obvious where you're going to go. You follow the lights, time, I think. First time I was, well, this is really annoying, not really related. During that bit, um, Tesco man buzzed at the door. <laughs> oh, that's when you just <laughs> think, like, I off. knew, I was waiting, he was coming between nine and ten. <laughs> nine and ten, I knew it was going to happen. I thought, I can't just sit here and do nothing for an hour. I'm going to try and finish it before he comes. Yeah. And it was like 9.45. And I was Ellie. And I was trying to get out. And then ding. The door. Like, like, that's, first, gonna, that's, that's up there in the top 10 worst gaming moments yeah. ever. I, I thought you were going to say Tess was at the door then. No. I thought, uh, what happened in your world? Oh, I'm not dead. He chose a different route. Yeah. yeah you could save her. I, when, when he's in the car at the end and he's driving away mm. and it flashes back. Well, that too, but when it flashes ah. back and he shoots that Marlene woman in the head, mm. I was like, Joel, you are, uh, you're messed up, mate. What are you doing? Like, this woman literally said, I'd like to save mankind. And Joel went, screw you. I want to leave with You'll my little girl. That's the thing. Again, it's that another of those moments where because Ellie's unconscious, it's just you see Joel mm. in his purest form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he wouldn't do that if she was awake. Yep. But, you know, but I, I mean, yeah. One thing that was never explored, which I kind of expected it to, uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that they didn't, I'm not sure whether it's a good thing or not, but basically just before the game came out, there was a, an event that I went along to and they had a talk from one of the consultants that worked on the game and right. he's a university lecturer. Um, I don't know if he's a doctoral professor, but he basically, um, the, the virus, the fungal virus is based on a real life yeah. fungal infection that yeah. affects, um, it's like tropical wildlife, like, like but ants and things like face. that. And they showed a video of this thing happening in the real world. And basically this thing takes over the mind of... It was a grasshopper they showed. And they said that the grasshopper is conscious. It knows what it's doing, but it's driven to suicide by this thing that's taking over its mind by jumping into water to let this thing swim out of it. Yeah. It's like a worm. So what I thought they were getting at was that 
the uh, the crickers and the infected are all still conscious. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but that's but what they have no control over. What they're that's doing. what Simon was saying. Is it's almost like that is something I thought as well, and it's hinted at when the kids start talking yeah, about it. And annoying. it's the fact the animations, the crickers. It's like this sort of tick where they they shake their head and they kind of put their hands up as if like no, what am I yeah, doing? And they kind of walk around with this kind of. I don't know. Maybe and, it's supposed to be No, I think ambiguous. you're supposed to think about that yeah. because the way the kids talk about that is that's the sort of thing that if you were a kid, you would talk about yeah. because they haven't been alive for that long. But you know. But then I thought right at the end, it will throw that out there that these guys that you've killed <laughs> are still human beings. But I think you're supposed you, to Maybe you're supposed to come about by yourself. Yeah. Obviously, the runners, when you don't, they don't know you're there, just sit there with their hands over there mm. screaming yeah. as if, fuck, I can't handle this. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it's just supposed to implant it without actually yeah. taking it, it had, story. The thing is, know. the problem is with that is how would you say that? Who would say that? Yeah. Because any adult character in the world who said, oh, but maybe there are people inside the thing, I thought it might would be, be too soft to have survived. Yeah. I thought it might show up in one of those, uh, one of the dictaphones, the medical records. It may do. I didn't get them all. I don't know. Maybe there is something but, there. Yeah, I, no, I get I'm the impression just... that that's because I get the impression. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I think that's the sort of thing that would have been happening. In it the maybe first would have couple felt of forced, years, but I think after twenty years, that's maybe. the sort of conversation that people have probably stopped having because yeah, they sort of think, yeah. oh, we've got bigger fish to fry." Did you yeah. find the dictaphone with the doctor talking about Ellie? Yeah, there's a yeah. couple, weren't there? Because there's that one where it's essentially this is why I kind of bought into the whole it's got to be done, which essentially says <laughs> we will cure this disease if we operate on this girl. There's one that pretty much Doctors says are always that. pretty optimistic. Well, they? again, you can argue that too, but I was just that one. That's the reason I thought. Yeah, that's well, when I accepted that if I could let it happen, I was going to let it happen. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, we should probably wrap this up now because we're getting to that point. But I'd like to just finish on saying I think what the thing that is fantastic about this game is obviously we talked about it. I think we can all agree it's like mechanically a really solid game, really clever in lots of ways, and also fantastic story, fantastic characters. But I think what this game should be remembered for is the fact that it is the ambiguity and it's not us just coming out and going, yeah, was it all sure. a dream or not? Yeah. It's the fact that we have clearly all related to this story mm. and related to the characters and taken away something else from it. And actually, really, what we're talking about here is not the story and what happened, but we're kind of like talking about our own perspectives on life yeah. and relationships. Oh, massively so. And when the fact that games have just started doing that, where really what we're talking about is our own outlooks on the world and yeah. our own outlooks on psychology... That's fucking cool, man. I completely man. agree. Like, especially that last word. I think you you take it the way that you want to take it, shaped on your own experiences. I want to think that Ellie believed it because she's in this young girl. You think otherwise, but it all ties into a the way you play the game, b the way you want to perceive the characters, and c the way you, your own kind of beliefs in the yeah. real world. Yeah. And that's what the best kind of movies do. Yeah, the best kind of movies leave you with a message almost they're trying to send, but they let you come to your own almost moral. Uh, conclusion by yeah. based on your own world and no well, a few games do not many and not many do it as well as this it's like you know it's, it's not what does it mean it's what does it mean to you yeah you know? exactly and that's that's the thing because like as you said dave steve in a way is right if you kind of take a step back and you wrote this story down you probably would go okay it's a kind a of standard of yeah. standard story but execution is everything yeah and you know how they you know, make it make sense to you is what's important and naughty dog have done just a a, a, well, 10 out of 10 job for it me. is it's, yeah it's absolutely it's, it's definitely 10 out of 10 and it is the, one of those things where it's not just it's not another one of those games where it's like the stories and the cutscenes and I think actually that this weird culture of people watching playthroughs of games on YouTube and stuff I am I'm quite down on that for story based driven things I think it's defeating the point and yeah, I think yeah, it's I a, an insult you, to the to the medium but I think that's the fault of many games in the medium that you can do that it's funny what you just said there I think hammers the point home everyone says oh games movies movies games this game works because you interact with the characters. Yeah. It wouldn't work as well as a big screen. And that's the point. You won't get the same out of it, excuse me, if you watch it. Mm. If you play it pad in hand, which gives you that kind of, you know, immersion, for lack of a better word, you'll get more out I think of it. It's, I was saying to Simon the other day, I think it's a very different game, but GTA 4, I can see a lot of similarities in this to that in the way that you relate to the characters and the way that they do things that seem believable yeah. and they talk to other people in a believable way. And it's not just here's a bit of game, here's a cutscene. It's the whole game is the story as well. Yeah. And I yeah. Think that in GTA 4, it's not, I don't think and now it's nowhere near as accomplished as this is doing it. But I think looking back at some bits of that, there are similarities. Yeah. No, definitely Red Dead did it well as well. But it is, it is really essential stuff. And I think it is one of the best games of the generation. I think it's up there oh. with Red Dead and Portal 2. Oh yeah, for me. I mean, the games that stand out, Red Dead there, this would be there. 
I say Gears of War 2, but that's for completely different. That's for pure if you just want to have fun. No, if someone said to me... It's the worst one. No, okay, one of the... What I mean is, it's just pure entertainment, Gears Mm. of War. It's just a laugh. There's no no poignancy to it, but it's just stupid fun. There is some Um, poignancy. Well, yeah. When Dom finds his dead wife in a coffin, whatever it was. Spoilers! From 2011. Um, Yeah, I think it's beyond... But if you do... This is shameless plug, but if you do want to get involved, like I said, I did do a feast on it, Video Gamer. There's a little conversation going now... Uh, I'm chirping you when I can. Just please, I'd like to know what everybody thinks. I mean, yeah. don't have to do it there. Do it in the forum. Tweet us, Facebook, whatever. But definitely, I'm so intrigued to see what people yeah, think. There's, some, there's some, already some really interesting chat going on in that um, that thread after yeah. your, your article. So it's well worth uh, going there just so you can join in with that. Because as I say, it is just one of those things where it, it reflects us. I think it's interesting. It's a game about people. It's brilliant. Like oh, I it's say. fucking awesome. It's the best game on the PS3. It's probably... I think for me it's Red Dead and that really for this I generation three, maybe I, I've yeah. forgotten something else but yeah those two games and I bet massively. all of the hats on it that this game will be remembered much more fondly than Bioshock Infinite yeah uh, yeah Easily. I think I think there will be some people that will go either way but for me this I've is forgotten definitely... about Infinite already but I think I the other thing as well is that it's one of the only games where it probably will happen because of the industry we live in doesn't need a sequel it's a perfect story it's perfect no, it yeah. does not need anything else that is it's so well contained if they do anything else, leave these two people alone. And you know what? I do think that I, I, I almost wouldn't be surprised because I think Naughty Dog are in a position now, especially with how Sony are doing things now, where they clearly are going for that. They're going for a cinematic style, but they're not like trying to ape Hollywood. And I yeah. think that's cool. And also, I kind of feel like in the same way that the guys who did Heavy Rain, Quantic Dream or whatever, and are now doing Beyond Two I'm Souls. I'm worried about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to be great, to be honest. But I think the, what, the point I'm trying to get at is I almost feel like They've done their time with Uncharted yeah, and Uncharted 1, on. 2, 3. Yeah. I think they've earned a lot of money from that. They've earned a lot of kudos from that. And I now feel and hope that as a studio, they'll be able to do that thing of being like, you know, in the same way that um, Looper was like from the director of... Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, yeah. They will actually be able to go and do something. Hey, here's something similar, but it's like from the maker of Last the of Uncharted Us. series yeah. and The Last of Us. And that will be strong enough. In the same way that, you know, um, Rockstar can just go... Here's a cowboy game. We made uh, GTA. Yeah, yeah. And then basically people will just come and suck them off from yeah, miles yeah. away. Um, I'm hoping that that's what they'll There's do. There's single player DLC coming up though. Side story. It it's not those, It's not Joel already. It's a side story it's that apparently really? tells, fills in extra bits of a story you saw in the game. It's probably going to be his brother, isn't it? I think it's his brother. Could I it be money ish? Because they can use the same animations for running. Line? Could be <laughs> ish. Yeah. It's in the notes, isn't it? Yeah. I think it'd be his brother, though. I think it'd be something to do with maybe what happens. What happens to his brother after he leaves him? Who knows? Maybe something. To Who do knows? Him. Hopefully, he's all right. I like him. He's a nice <laughs> Stephen man. Baldwin. Um, yeah, but thank you very much for joining us on this uh, Last of Us super special podcast. Uh, we are going to try and make a habit of doing these for for big games, not for all of them, but for games that we for think games are, that need to be talked that about. Need to be talked about. Yeah. The games that need to be talked. <laughs> That's about. That's what we call the series. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a word that's original. Yeah, ever. exactly. Um, but yeah, if you have enjoyed us, then do. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't enjoyed us then please don't tell the police no um, feel free to like you know tell your mates about it and all that we are on iTunes and obviously we do the weekly podcast as well uh, which will be out tomorrow do come in and join in with our rambling discussion and tell everyone that they're an idiot on the forums why et not why not but yeah my name's Matt Lee's been joined by Simon Miller thank you my friends Dave Scammell see you later and Tom Ory bye bye